This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, fruities. We want to announce that our Fruit Loops video club is coming up at the end of this month for our $12 and up patrons. And in our video club, you get to consume the content at your leisure. So watch the documentary or whatever it is we're reviewing on your own time. Mm -hmm. And then you get to join us to talk about it. Yep. Or true crime or whatever we want to, really. That's right. It's a fun time. Yeah. It's also a safe space. And if you've ever been like in your car listening to a podcast and been in your car like, no! Wendy, you got that fact wrong. And then violently bang your hands and wrist on the steering wheel. Does that happen to you? Yeah. If that's ever happened to you, uh, well, join our video club because that'll be a thing of the past. <laughs> Woo! No more screaming into the abyss and risking wrist injuries. Oh, Lord. Because you can scream at Wendy's face in real time. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> so if you're interested in joining us, check out our Patreon page for more details. And there you also have access to our past episodes ad-free, plus literally hundreds of hours of bonus content. Yeah. You might be asking yourself, self, what are they telling me all this? <laughs> And well, this week's episode is a taste of one of our previous video clubs. Yeah. And we hope you enjoy this episode. And uh, we also hope you'll join us on the next video club. That's right. So until then, look alive, y'all. It's crazy out there. This podcast contains adult themes and language, and some of the things that we discuss may be disturbing to some listeners. In this podcast, we discuss sexual assault, torture, race, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. Please take care of yourself. Welcome to Fruit Loops Video Club for our <laughs> patrons who are $12 and above, right? Right, um, right. So this is for y'all. We have Wendy, Beth, Minnie, and all you all listening out there. Thank you for joining us. Minnie, so glad you could make it. And oh my God, I'm so glad we have an Edmonton, Canada connection in the house because we need it, <laughs> especially for this case. <laughs> um, so we watched a film documentary <laughs> called... <laughs> The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. And it is a true story about a dude named Caleb, a.k.a. Kai McGilvery. He was an unhoused nomad who, after saving a woman from a violent attack, became an overnight celebrity sought after by reality TV producers and adoring fans alike. Until murder turned his fame <laughs> into notoriety. Woo! Oh my God, where's my hip hop air horn? <laughs> okay, so this is again a documentary. It is directed by Colette Camden and it was released not too long ago, January 10th, 2023. And my favorite part was that it was only an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah. yeah trying to get me to yeah. watch these yeah. long ass yeah. movies. <laughs> so any opening thoughts, gals? Before we dive into the chronology, chronology, and, yeah, and then uh, just <laughs> discuss amongst ourselves. Opening thoughts. Well, I liked. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. watching it. It was yeah. kind of a twist at the end. Yeah, uh, my first thought was, "Oh my god, he's fighting racism." This is right up our alley. Yeah, fighting racism with a hatchet. I was all about it. 
And, and then, boy, oh boy, did it take a turn. It took a turn. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of sad, actually. I mean, it, Very you, sad. you go into it and it's fun and everything. And then it starts getting dark and then it, it's yeah. sad. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Minnie? He reminded me of some people that I've run into in the past in travels before. And I got a bad vibe yep. from yep. the start. Uh-huh. Um, really? So, yeah. yeah. Actually, so I got I, a bad vibe from the viral video when it first dropped. I don't remember this. Smash. Me, me either. I don't remember this event at all. Like, they're like, it was all over social media and this and that. And it was, I guess, around the time of the Double Rainbow guy or... Oh, yeah. yeah. I love oh, the Double Rainbow guy. guy. I didn't see that one either <laughs> until yeah. this documentary. Well, I, I, I knew all about that one. But this guy, I completely missed it. Like, I wasn't aware of him at all. Like, so I, I, I remember vaguely seeing the video, but I don't remember seeing, like, all the memes and stuff. Yeah, okay. I, didn't, yeah. I love those. Yeah. <laughs> smash, smash, smash. <laughs> it's a hit. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you, Minnie. I've met um, people like that. And uh, yeah, I got a bad vibe. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and, and it just like anyone who would like his description of it, you know, he was clearly excited. About he was joyful. How he, yeah, killed yeah. this guy or I didn't see it that guy, or did he just injure him? I can't remember. He just injured, he injured him. him. Yeah. Just, yeah. But it's like smashing the, him in the head with the... attacked him. He was yeah. like super excited about that. Yep. I'm like, that's, not good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so a couple things yeah. that before we get into the discussion because when we get to those parts i think it's going to be important yeah okay, i yeah. learned that kai is indigenous his father is i forgot which tribe his dad was Cree. Cree. i believe yeah. he is Cree. yeah and... that's uh the majority of this area is Cree. okay and then he the doc talks about a school that he gets sent to bosco oh school for troubled teens oh which sits on indigenous land they're very their website totally acknowledges that but three years before all this happened with kai a couple kids ran away from the school and murdered two people oh my god oh. and the school one of the employees said something like they don't do anything to help the kids with any of their behavioral problems yeah they just tried to basically stamp the problems out of them which reminds me of that's like giving jail. residential school vibes, jail yeah. vibes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that is all part of the context with which we meet Kai. And I yeah. think it's worth bringing it up. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. And his dad was also in residential school. Yes. Yeah. His dad was a survivor of residential schools. OK. And his dad was not in the documentary, but his mom was. And I don't know what to make of that woman. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, <laughs> so I guess we'll get there. We'll yes. get there. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour a day? Hmm. Spend more time with your kids? Go to the hmm. gym? Hmm. Work on a hobby? Take a nap? <laughs> Can you do all those things in 60 minutes? Just kidding. <laughs> you know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. Yeah. But what we do with that time, we don't always know. But the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what it is. And therapy can help you figure that out. Find what matters to you most and make it a priority so that you can find the time to do more of it. Yeah. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for everyone. Mm -hmm. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. And I've been in and out of therapy most of my life. Same. And it has had such a positive influence on my life that I honestly do not know who I would be without therapy. And I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know either. <laughs> Listen, Bev and I have both used BetterHelp. Yeah. And we love it. And if you are thinking of starting therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com fruit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash fruit. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So the opening scene, we see this hitchhiker and we learn that Kai is the hottest thing on the Internet. He was a hero. He's got his bandana on. And this sportscaster named Jessup, who is a very yummy looking man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I just don't think that um, you can trust him because of his Richard Spencer haircut. But anyway. (laughs) Um, Kai was uh, he was actually calling Jessup, the journalist, during the first opening scene in the interviews. Like, oh, my God, Kai's calling me from you got to collect call from a New Jersey correctional facility. But we didn't hear them talk or anything, which was a letdown. And so they start out in Fresno, February 1st, 2013. Where were you? Go. Uh, uh. February 1st, 2013. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> that was my last year in uh, Arizona. Mm. So I'm trying. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would have been teaching still okay. Okay. around that time. So, yeah, that was around the month I first started working with Beth. Oh, that's my Beth anniversary. Yeah. I didn't know that. Good to know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, so, so that's uh, why I never met you, because. Uh, you moved to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. After the overlap. You guys became friends. Yeah. Or, yep. or yeah. Whatever. Yep. <laughs> that was when we first met. Aww. Um, so I know. Oh, hearts. Aww. Put like a <laughs> I was gonna say, put in the dream heart sound effect. Um so so Jessup, he gets called out to this car accident scene. By the way, Jessup is a sports guy, but all the other journalists were busy. And they were like, Jessup, go on out there and see what's going on. So he goes out there and he finds out that apparently there was a guy who was pinned to a car in between a car and a telephone pole. And this guy who pinned him with the car gets out of the car and is shouting racist things. And he was like, I'm Jesus Christ and all black people need to die. But he didn't say black people. He actually said the N word right. and um, that they needed to get off the earth. And this driver was like six foot four, 300 pounds, like a huge guy. And then a woman, I forget her name. She's at the trial later. She comes over to try to like stop him. He grabs her and starts attacking her. So then Kai, by the way, brushed past this fact really quick. Kai jumps out of the same vehicle and goes up to the dude. And then he hits him with that smash, smash, smash. Um, And he hit him him in the head a few times with the back of the hatchet and then he hit him with the front of the hatchet the sharp yeah. end too and to quote kai he said smash smash so mash and he does <laughs> every time he brings it up when people ask him to do it on video he does the whole motion arm fully up everything down to yeah. the ground with such enthusiasm and being and bigger so they catch up with him cuz he wasn't there he was like not at the scene he was like kind of roaming around yeah looking was, for like, like bumming a cigarette chatting to, get, to people chatting yeah. with people yeah and so Jessup finally meets up with him gets him on camera and he's like you know who are you and he's like oh i'm straight out of dogtown skateboarding surfing it up and he goes before i say anything else um no matter what you've done um you deserve respect you're worthwhile and no one can ever take that away from you so uh he then he like <laughs> describes the story and uh <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he could smash that woman's neck like a pencil stick. Which I've never heard anybody say that, but maybe it's a Canada thing. Uh, so then he's like, so I fucking ran up behind this guy with my hatchet. And I was like, smash, smash, smash. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the camera guy, he the country camera guy, he's like, I was blown away by this guy. And um, Kai was like, that woman was in danger, bro. If I hadn't stepped in, dude would have killed more people. And side note, somebody mentions it is a little strange that nobody was like kind of interesting. He was willing to smash somebody's head in with a hatchet and then go about his day. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally yeah. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. Red flag. So yeah. <laughs> Kai was straight out of Dogtown. I don't know if you guys know what Dogtown is, but it, it's an area in California where skateboarding was born. 
Okay. Um, oh, skateboarding culture right. was okay. born. Okay. Isn't there Maybe, a movie? Yeah. Yes, Lords yes. of Dogtown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did see that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when we see Jessup in the back in the day footage, he looks like a regular dude. And then he's like in the documentary where they're interviewing him in his big old house with a swimming pool, and this fancy suit, and this Richard Spencer haircut. He looked completely different. Still very delicious, though. So, um, <laughs> you know, they're talking about how charismatic this guy is. The story is so compelling because it's got all the right ingredients, a hero, a villain, somebody in distress and an amazing scenario. And then Kai was like, holy shit, man, that was like the biggest wave I ever rode in my life. And then. So uh, was he talking about hitting the guy? Experience? OK, yes. Yeah. yeah. So he, he was <laughs> joyful. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The biggest wave I ever he rode was, in my life. He was getting off on the adrenaline from it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and as we learn more about Kai, I wanted to ask the OG of Two Crime about your thoughts on like the psychopathy of this guy. Like I was under the impression that there was a lot of trauma, but he got so triggered from the idea of violence perpetrated on himself or somebody else and seemed to be joyful about it or like yeah. totally okay, like justified, like. So I don't know yeah. what that is, but um, I think he probably suffered some trauma, probably was abused. And some people, when they're abused, they identify with the abuser and uh, they abuse. Um, mm. It just seems like that would pop out sometimes for him. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, so. Hey, who um, is? Yeah, yeah. It's, impos who is? it's impossible yeah. to do that. Like, wow. It doesn't. It doesn't exist as a, as like a location. So let's just move on. So they post the video, the news interview, and it blows up overnight. He's a sensation. You're gonna be a star. And so they title it "Hatchet Wielding Hitchhiker," and all the memes and reaction videos get made. Podcasts are talking about him. YouTubers are talking about him. Even the Young Turks, which is a podcast near and dear to my heart, talks about him. They're political. And so he blows up. There's auto tunes. And then Stephen Colbert gets on the bandwagon. And he's like, for the first time in human history, somebody says, boy, we are so glad that a homeless guy was carrying a hatchet. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> and yeah, I don't know if anybody's ever said that before. <laughs> then we meet Brad Mulcahy. And he's a human interest research person for Jimmy Kimmel. And Jimmy Kimmel, don't watch his show, but I know a lot about him. He's been on TV for like 20 years. His show yeah, long time been on TV for 20 years. And then before that, he was a DJ in Arizona, in, in Las oh, Vegas. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he's really good live. Right. So he's sort of perfect for Kai. Um, yeah, I thought that part was really interesting when the guy was dissecting what was going on when Jimmy Kimmel was talking to him. I, I just found so that too. like, it, I don't know, like the structure. Uh, yeah, no, he described it like it was a formula. He right, said, so right. Jimmy, exactly. Jimmy takes this off the wall guy, accepts what he says, does a little self-deprecation and then moves right on to the next topic. Right, was, right. was how the formula works. And I know a little bit about improv and that's sort of the yes and like everything mm -hmm. you affirm, everything the person is telling you and go with it. And that's what Jimmy did. So I thought it was interesting that they brought up internet culture in the 2013 time. And one of my favorite internet videos was Larry Brett alone. <laughs> and I just played it over and over and over again in my dorm so room. I did that with Double Rainbow Guy. I love yeah, that love song, the Double Rainbow. The Double Rainbow Guy. <laughs> double so, Rainbow all the way across the sky. There was Whoa, a song. Oh, so, so intense. intense. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Yeah. I, this, this Rainbow Guy was new to me, but it sounds so to, delightful. I used to use a Double Rainbow Guy reference in my class because I teach a, a science class. And uh, I was talking about what causes rainbows. So I put like the double rainbow meme in there. Just because, oh, you know, get some, get some laughing, get some yeah. more interested. Yeah. I'm thinking of making it my internet signature, my Outlook email <laughs> signature. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he, we meet Double Rainbow Guy and his interview. And then they talked about how intoxicating Kai was. And that he seemed to be helping other people. He was like a Robin Hood. So everybody's on the hunt to find this guy. And when we meet this TV lady, and by the way, I saw her puppy who was very adorable. Did you see her pit bull in the shop? 
Yes. Um, her name is yeah. Lisa. She's the TV lady. And she was part of the team that brought us the Kardashians. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fuck you very much. <laughs> Interesting thing about the Kardashians. This is a conversation I hear amongst black people is that these women copy the aesthetic of black and brown. Oh, women. for sure. The big yeah. lips, the skin color, the hair and wigs and the big butt. Right. But they are rejected by white men. White men don't accept them or find them attractive. So they fall in love with and have babies with black men. Anyway. Huh. I just wanted to bring that to the pod in case, you know, the whites listening haven't heard that part of the conversation. <laughs> Don't include yourself in it, but I'm just informing you that that is something we talk about in the okay. culture. So anyway, Kardashians, so they're like, oh, we got to find the next big thing. And Kai seemed like he was going to be the next big thing. And the appeal was that most heroes are not unhoused. And he was like this Robin Hood type figure. He was funny. He was cute. He was sweet and seemed innocent. And at some point, they were like asking him what he wanted. And he was like, I want a Minnie Mouse surfboard and a wetsuit, bro. And they talked about how he was hard to find. But eventually they got on Facebook and they found him in Fresno and they reached out to Jessup. And Jessup was like uh, ordained himself as like the gatekeeper to Kai. Did you anybody else see it like that? Like, yeah, 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 pretty much. And he was like. Yeah. In the documentary, making it seem like he was trying to protect Kai. He thought he thought a lot of himself, this guy. Yeah, yeah he did. Yep. See, mm -hmm. Richard Spencer haircut. You can't trust dudes like that. I'm <laughs> telling you. So he was like, you know, like making it sound like he didn't want to overwhelm Kai with all these opportunities. And so no, he, he was wanted just... to control it all. Yes. Yeah. He wanted and, to make his piece uh, of the book. Yeah. Yep. And everybody who is in this documentary had they I just wanted to use Kai. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Pretty much all of them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So they're not yeah. blameless in this. No, 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 no absolutely yeah. not. That no. part of the story <laughs> yeah. kind of disgusted me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he said he wanted to be fair and honest and tell him about all the opportunities available to him. So he was like, bro, we'd love to interview you. And so then they finally catch up to him. He's in Stockton, California, which is somewhere in Northern California. And they get him a hotel so they can talk to him. We meet the camera guy and they talk about how Kai is just nonstop. But they're so excited to get this exclusive. Got him. And so um, <laughs> Jessup goes, we're here with Kai, the hatchet wielding hitchhiker guy. And he goes, Kai, you're like Batman. And he goes, yeah, except I'm not a filthy, rich, spoiled cock who looks down on everyone. <laughs> and I was like, my thoughts exactly. I have Batman's guts. <laughs> he's not a hero. He's just a rich guy with a bunch of toys who thinks he's above the law. Get that guy to jail. So um, they were like, his energy is crazy. He's like a loose cannon. Yeah. And then Kai is like beatboxing and, in, and they say he's endearing and he's got all this charisma. And then he introduces us to one of his other unhoused friends, Joan. And he talks about how wrong it is that every time Joan just tries to set herself up in a safe spot, the police come and remove her from a place she's familiar with and safe. And he's like saying that's fucked up and it's a vulgar display of power. Things that we are saying now about the unhoused populations in our cities, that the it's fucked up that police are just going and removing these people. And so I thought that was... uh Kai is, I don't think he's entirely bad. And so I thought that that was really, I found it a tender display right. of humanity when he talked about her. Um, and then they talked about how on top of that, he would steal a bunch of stuff from stores and then give it to people in need, which is yeah. so dope. I mean, that's what Wall Street does anyway. <laughs> that's what all the CEOs do anyway. So, you know, Kai, yeah, I'm right there with you. I can get down with that. And then they were like, how's it feel to go viral, Kai? And he was like, dude, I'm not a virus. I'm a sensation. Yeah, he didn't know what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know so if cute. he didn't know what it meant or if he was just pretending he didn't know what it meant. Or trying I, to be I funny. don't think he knew what it meant because, I mean, mm. he's he's living on the street. I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he really had it. And I don't think he was all there completely. Like he, I don't know. I if think he, he did a lot of drugs. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I'm, I'm yeah. like. It's like borderline schizophrenic, but not quite it, mm -hmm. like another thing that he reminded me of. Was, so I used to work at convenience store service stations and I always had the evening shift. And every once in a while, you'd get somebody wandering in and they would just like stream of consciousness talk to you 
you know, and he was like that. It was like yeah. one word would lead to another word. And and like schizophrenics are like that. It's like word association salad, you know? And yeah, so I think yeah. he heard the word viral and thought virus. And I don't know if in that moment he even knew what they were talking about. Yeah. Like he just heard the word virus and then virus. Like, I'm, I'm not a virus. A virus. You know? yeah. And I think he's also like used to being criticized and so his automatic reaction to things people say is to be defensive. Uh, yeah. Get yeah. defensive. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what was going on in his head in that moment. I think you're right. There was a lot going on, yeah. uh, including yeah. the rest of this B-roll where they're like, hey, let's take some shots of Kai in the music store. He goes in and they're like, oh, my God, he was an amazing guitar player. But it reminded me of like those parties in college where the dude pulls out his guitar and he's yeah. like playing and he's only okay. That was my yeah. thought about Kai. And but he, he was goes, definitely talented. He had yeah. some talent. performer. Yeah. yeah. He's a performer overall. Yeah. That's a good, an entertainer. Yes. Right. Yes. I, I got yes. into a debate yes. this weekend with my brother about Pitbull and Flo Rida, <laughs> who yeah. are not necessarily musicians, not no, necessarily the most yeah. talented, yeah. J-Lo included. Yeah. But they are so good at entertaining us. Yeah. Um, and I yes. think Kai. And that's a talent for sure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I like I like Flo Rida's songs. They're catchy. They're, they're fun. They're also, yeah. he won $83 million this past week against the energy drink Celsius. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. They like breached the contract and he was like, I'm taking you to court. And while he was in court, he was like drinking the Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> the jury yeah, but he's three an three entertainer three. for sure. <laughs> so he's playing the guitar, and I in my notes I wrote, I'd say he was trash, trash, trash. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this was an internet comment. We need to get you a new hatchet, sir. Oh no, that was somebody on the street who was talking. Yeah, to him. he was talking to him. Yeah. Um. So Jessup takes him to go eat and lays out all these opportunities, and you know you could be an overnight millionaire, Kai. And Kai is not interested. He's like, I'm gonna just go to the Bay Area and smoke weed. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> he uses his magic pencil and spins it, and it tells him his <laughs> makes destiny. Him, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> makes the decision for him. Yeah, like all of the people who wanted a piece of him were like, are you kidding me? He spun a pencil? We'll give him all the weed he wants. Like, just meet with us so we can get a piece of you. It's very yeah. predatory. Yes, um, it, it and, is. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and I, so, I think he, well, he picked up on that. Um, yeah. Probably because of his past. Uh, of his history, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know, being yeah. traumatized, being manipulated by his parents or whomever, mm -hmm. you know. At the school when, when you, or whatever. When you go through something like that, you just, you twig to manipulation, any kind of manipulation. Yeah, and, you can feel it. Yeah. So yeah. he was like, nope, you want to buy me? You want to control me? Fuck you. I'm not doing bye. that. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Yeah. I'm going to go get yeah. high, you know. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. 
we navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. And again, I we didn't know any of this at this point in the documentary. Yeah. We know it now because yeah. we're in hindsight, but and, and also right. the added, yeah. you know, the school and his father and the residential school history, like that all plays into play. So I told you. I really wish they would have included that in the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. They do. It would have been really important. Mm -hmm. But I thought about that too. There was a lot that I would have liked to see, but it was only an hour and 25 minutes. An hour and a half. Yeah. Right. So if they had more time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was some that they could have cut out, I think. Like Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, yeah, or or they could have made it a little shorter, you know. There was a lot yeah. about the lead up to Jimmy yeah. Kimmel, and yeah. I think part yeah. of that is timing because it's Jimmy Kimmel's like twentieth, twenty fifth anniversary this year. Twentieth, of being, yeah. yeah, of having that show. Yeah. So I think part of it is also timing, like the editors on the editing room floor, are like you know, how are we going to also make Put this documentary exciting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was my thoughts. But as we said, we recognized that Kai is BIPOC. And I wrote, you know how game recognized game, BIPOC recognized BIPOC. Um, so I did look up his father and his father is Cree. You were correct, Minnie, and a survivor of Canada's residential schools. Yeah. Um, so when you couple that with when we actually meet Kai's mom in the documentary, she is. She's white. I, I, she's, she does strike me as white yeah. and really cold and indifferent towards yeah. Kai and his And the stories suffering. don't jive. Nope, she's lying. You think so? Lying to herself. Well, I believe the cousin, you know, and the cousin said that Caleb wasn't allowed to go outside to play, which, um, and then she was talking about how she, for a short time, she would lock his door. Just at in night. the morning, you yeah, know, well, so at, wouldn't wander out in the street in the morning. It was for I, safety. Like, well, I can understand that to uh, some extent with an ADHD kid, because I really think he had ADHD. Yeah. I um, thought the same thing. And he, my grandson has ADHD and he is wild. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I, so I can understand that to a certain extent, but that's not what the cousin said. No, the cousin yeah. said that after dinner, they were locked in this room and mm-hmm. he said that he wasn't allowed to go outside and play. And that is a problem with ADHD kids as well, because they have so much energy. They need to expend that energy and like making them sit still or making them stay in a room all day or something more. Yeah, Yeah, it causes more problems. And then they have behavioral problems and they get Mm -hmm. in trouble a lot. And it sounds like he got in trouble a lot. And when they get in trouble a lot, they get punished a lot And that, you know, and then there's trauma because they're getting who knows how severe that punishment is and how they feel about themselves, too, because they're always bad. You know, you're Mm -hmm. a bad kid and Mm -hmm. people don't understand uh, a lot of these kids. They need positive reinforcement. They need they need to hear all day long that they're doing good because they get in so much trouble. They need to hear it when they're you know how when you get negative feedback Let's say you get you pos- positive feedback 10 times a day, but you get negative feedback once. Mm-hmm. You're going to remember the negative feedback. You're not going to remember all that positive feedback. You just mm-hmm. don't. It's yeah. just the human, how we are as humans. So I feel like he got like just tons and tons of negative feedback. He felt like a bad kid. All the things that his mom did made everything worse. She was talking about how, oh, nobody ever really diagnosed him. But it doesn't sound like she really even tried, tried. to get him diagnosed. No. Yeah, I think she that was, was really, bullshit. really yeah. iffy about, well, the, the doctors and the people were saying this. And... Yeah, they didn't really ever Wait, come well, up with a diagnosis. What did they tell you? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and which what? is bullshit. Somebody yeah. came up with a diagnosis, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she um, her demeanor was also very performance Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. you could kind of see that uh, she, you know, she would smile uh, inappropriately, 
in an attempt to charm who whomever she was talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that his performance demeanor, he learned from her. Um, oh, yeah. Shit. So I think he picked <laughs> that up from her. Mm-hmm. And I think, and then, oh, go ahead. yeah, yeah. I think she was lying about, yeah. you know, and then I, she never addressed, friend. you know, how he ended up in that school at 13 years old, 13 years old, you know, yeah. she, ne- yeah, she didn't say, mm-hmm. but the cousin Anything. did. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for a parent to give your kid up at 13 years old, you know? Yeah. Well, <sighs> You know, I checked out the website and they advertise being a place where no child gets left behind. No matter what their issue is, they will help. They're there to help. But I didn't get that impression from Kai's experience. Right. Nor from the two children who escaped at also age 13 or 14 and yeah. murdered two people mm-hmm. in 2000. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I don't think I don't he know. had a good childhood. I think he was no, he yeah. traumatized and abused and maybe even uh, sexually abused at the school because we'll get into that later yeah. in the story as it yeah. progresses. So they end up picking him up. We meet the production lady and they get him to L.A. And the guy was like, he was intoxicated. (laughs) We're learning learning syllables today. Okay. Uh, And they described that Kai took off his backpack and gave it to somebody else who was in greater need than he was. And the lady Lisa was like, okay, I'm going to go valet the car. And they're in the Roosevelt Hotel, which is like this fancy schmancy hotel in L.A. And one of the dudes was supposed to watch him. And whoopsies. Oh, before he starts peeing on the wall, he, <laughs> he they want him to sign this contract and he signs it in hieroglyphics. hieroglyphics. <laughs> and yeah. I just, I love it because I think that he did recognize that they were trying to prey use, upon him. Use him. him. Use yeah. him. Yeah. And so he was just fucking with He was with fucking with them. Yeah. Step of the way. And yeah. I, I also know. think he kind of knew that he might have been wanted elsewhere. And so he didn't want his actual name on anything. You think so? I think so. Okay. I hadn't yeah. even considered that. It yeah. does make a lot of sense. So. Yeah. I think that was also part of why he didn't want to um, give his last name. Yeah. He didn't want it to be involved in all this. Oh, well, we'll give you all kinds of money if you'll do this thing with us. You know, mm-hmm. I think he just didn't want to be. He didn't want to be recognized. out there. Put, put, yeah. He didn't want his. Yeah. He didn't want to be out there. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Um, so this was um funny. He's at the Roosevelt and he's like skateboarding through the restaurant. He pees on Julio Iglesias star on the Hollywood <laughs> Walk of Fame. And they're like, you guys can't. Um, that's when he ends up staying at Lisa's house. And she right. says, polite, blah, blah, blah. And then they get to Kim alive. And he pees there, too. Yeah, on his <laughs> sign. Yeah. yeah. And Jimmy Kimmel gives him $500, and Kai gives it to the security guard. He's like, sorry about peeing on your sign, bro. So now it's, like, February 11, 2013, and the music is picking up. They're about to get ready to go on the show, and the Fresno Sheriff's Department shows up. And then we meet Mr. Personality, Jeffrey Stricker, the uh, and he pulls off his Oakley's for effect before he says a word on the documentary. And he's with the Fresno County Sheriff's Department and talks about he's a person of interest in this hatchet injury case, hitting the lady with or the dude with the car and the telephone pole. And um, so they pick him up, they question him, and then they get him back in time for the Jimmy Kimmel show. Which was wild. Yeah, so that was amazing. Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel's in this like phony baloney car and he's like, oh, I'm going to go pick up somebody. Oh, hey, Kai, you're the high is chicken. That, you're the- do you know, is that a bit that he does all the time where he picks people up in a car? Don't I don't know. watch yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. I don't, I don't yeah. either. Yeah. I kind of no, I think they did that specially for him. It makes sense because unless Jimmy has other hitchhikers yeah. on the show. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> but Kai, Kai like doesn't just go in the door of the car. He like climbs on the car yeah. and like Spider-Man's his way into the passenger seat. And they joke a little bit and Kai is off the wall. But Jimmy does go with it. One thing that was funny was Kai was like, what does he say? Something about I'm not a rich white guy or Oh, I only hatchet up rich white guys? No, it was the guy who he hit with the hatchet. He described him as an old rich white guy or something like that. So um, then Jimmy Kimmel made a made a comment about how yeah, joke. 
about hey, so how he, I. I'm an old rich white guy. Yeah. Yeah. You're sitting next to one, he says. Yes. Um, yes. That's what it was. So they give Kai the surfboard that he asked for in the video a couple weeks before. And everybody's LOLing all the way to the bank. The bank. Yeah. Yeah. And they asked him to come back the next day to do movie reviews. Kai couldn't do it. His attention pen was too short. And he was seeming more unhinged and unreliable as a TV personality. So now all of a sudden he beca- he blows up after Jimmy Kimmel. Girls are like, you're so hot. Everywhere he goes, people want to take video with him. Do the smash, smash, smash. And you can kind of see it getting to him. Like he's like, yeah. he's telling one person, if I'm going to do the thing, can you just buy me a bottle? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll be your puppet. But can I have something in return? Please? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's getting to him. And then the trial comes and some interesting details come out in the trial, including that the guy Jet, the 300 pound, six foot four guy who hit the lady with his car or the dude with his car, the PGA worker, said that before the accident, he smoked a joint with Kai and that they were having a conversation and he like flipped out and believed that he was invincible or a ghost of some sort that could just drive through solid matter. He had some kind of a psychotic break. Yeah. Yeah. And the sheriff was like, I think Kai had some culpability in giving him that joint. And then and I Kai- think he also Kai was also telling him things. Too, yes. That, yes. That made him freak out. Yeah. Yeah. And before the crash, Jet told Kai that he raped a 14 year old girl. So Kai says, oh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then so Kai testifies. He was like freaking out, blah, blah, blah. And then smash, 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 does it on the on the stand. <laughs> and then Kai gets to go about his way. He seems proud. He felt good. And then Jessup talks about other footage of Kai talking about past experiences in his life including seeing a woman get attacked in an orchard and he defended that woman but rather than stopping the woman from getting attacked he basically beat up the guy more than it seemed like was necessary necessary yeah yeah but he was proud of it and then we meet the musician gabriel francisco because kai was also getting opportunities to like play with bands and stuff and gabriel francisco says that kai told him that the joint he gave to jet by the way, this whole time I thought that guy's name was Jeff. Jet McEnana. The guy Something. who hit the car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the joint was laced with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And Kai was like, and then yeah. I made him, then he freaked out. Yeah. And Gabriel was like really disturbed. Yes. So they played the gig. Kai was not very respectful of the venue in which the gig took place. Right. And got kicked out. Surprisingly. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to believe this. Yeah. Uh, he gets so that, that was the thing I was going to say earlier was that uh, he, he has no boundaries. Like, right. Yeah. And, he's just and that all makes over the a place. lot of sense because yeah. people didn't really have boundaries with him right. when com- he was growing up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That makes so much sense now that I say that a lot. I can't wait to tell my therapist about this new break. <laughs> anyway, so he has no boundaries and they were horrified by him. And then we see some. Footage of him at age 13 at the school, like on video, he's playing guitar. Oh, right, right. And his singing is like cool and beautiful, but he's talking about being four years old. Uh, and lighting his room, house and lighting on his fire. parents' yeah. house on fire. Like, whoa. Yeah. yeah, there's some dark stuff there. Very, sure. very dark stuff. And then I guess, uh, oh, I forgot this conversation he had with the musician at the bar about what happens if somebody fucks you in the ass and you have to keep it real and take matters into your own hands. So that comes up a lot with him, like referencing anal rape right. um, from Kai. So then Kai gets kicked out of the bar. Gabe was like, this guy, I'm done with him. And then Kai is making his rounds around the country, getting videoed by people and repeating his, no matter what you've done in the past, you deserve respect, man. And then his star begins to decline. And we cut to New York, May 10th. 2013 three months after the accident there's kai and it's mother's day and he has this really disturbing post about first memories i was in my crib family was fussing over me kept being told i had a demon got lucked up in my room with a porter potty my mouth was filled with hot peppers and soap happy mother's day yeah and jessup was like 
that's weird. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that part because it's going to sound terrible, but anytime I come across a person named Caleb, I'm like, that's a biblical name. His parents are crazy religious are nutbags and yeah. they are believers in, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child kind of vengeance. I so have never met a Caleb who's not like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I you do not name your child Caleb so hard. Unless, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Sorry to not- all the good Caleb's out yeah, there. I, Sorry. I, I, yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I want to say this, but you know, I'm like, I know that it's your personal experience. It's my yeah. personal experience. Yeah. And I know that there are levels of religion and things like that. This is like extremism, I guess, is what I mean. Of yeah. course. Extremism of, course. of any kind to me is is not desirable. Yeah. And and, and uh, now that you mentioned yeah. the religiosity part yeah. of yeah. it, his mom makes a little more sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. So and then Kai, uh, there's another reference to when he's on the road at age 17 and being sexually assaulted. And then we learn that he had a horrible childhood. We cut to Edmonton, Canada. We meet his cousin, Jeremy. Bum chicka wow wow. And then we're like, wait a minute. His name's not Kai at all. It's Caleb. And we meet his parents. They split when he was four. And they talk about all the things that we know today might be signs of ADHD. But they described him as loud, mischievous, full of energy, and then at 13, his mom sent him to Bosco Homes. His mom is interviewed and she doesn't really admit to abuse. She describes locking him up for his own safety, which is ridiculous. he was a free spirit. Yeah, he was. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I don't want to go over to Auntie Shelley's house. <laughs> uh And I noted a lyric in one of the songs that Kai sang referred to his dark native soul. And I don't know if anybody else caught that, but I didn't. Yeah. His cousin talks about these rages he would go into. He would snap and then come back like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And that's Uh, exactly what my grandson does. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, Wow. Uh, He's getting better as Uh he gets older, but he also has people helping him. Right. It must it must take resources and support and right love and positive reinforcement and it sounds like kai got none didn't get any of, of that no, he's yeah that. he got yeah. locked yeah. in the room and abused yeah. yeah and his mom like was oblivious when he became famous and she was more even more oblivious when he got charged with murder <laughs> she was she, smiling about it she was yeah. like Oh, that sounds like something he'd do. And you'd be like, yeah. well, well, oh my what? God. Why are you happy about <laughs> yeah. this? Like, what the, what's wrong with you? What? Yeah. yeah. And she hadn't talked about like, maybe the last time she talked to him, I miss my son. I love my son. I'm sorry for, you know, the, maybe the victims or anything. None of or that. I'm sorry yeah. about, I'm yeah. like, just no, like she hadn't reflected Empathy, on nothing. any of it. Yeah. yeah. And then we find out that in New Jersey, there's a 73 year old rich white lawyer named Joseph Galfi who didn't show up for work. His friend goes over to his house and is like, "Uh uh-oh, his newspaper's still there. And they call in the police, find his dead body. He's in his underwear, in a bedroom. And the house is really neat, but they find a name on a piece of paper with a phone number that pointed to Kai. I don't know if it was Caleb. It was Lawrence Kai. Okay, Lawrence Kai. And then they also found a train ticket. So they try to find this Kai and... Kai's famous on the internet, so yeah. that made it a little easy. Easy. Um, yeah. And the detectives, they put out a statement, and the news guy was like, what did the news guy say? Wait until you hear who they are looking for for this murder. And then yeah. everybody's like, <laughs> you know, like, it's a, and then the police are like, everybody should know this guy's out there. He's dangerous. And Finally, they get CCTV footage and see Kai on the video. They track him down, but he looks different. He's got a face tattoo. His hair's shorter. And it's actually cut real short when he had long hair at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
Ohio is a land of mystery, from missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface to strange phenomena slicing through her skies, from myths that have evolved around historic events and people to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app, and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com Yeah, and they caught up with him based on like his social media activity, meeting up with fans and stuff like that. Right. So then he gets into the interrogation room. And I was also very bothered by the police. You were bothered by the police? You're not going to believe this. This is wild. These homicide detectives are a dime a fucking dozen. They all are old, crusty, leather-faced men with cheap suits. And they they it bothered me how they were like, how could Kai have been raped? I mean, what Ugh. kind of victim yeah. goes back to the rapist house? And totally it dismissing all the, the fact yeah. that Kai is a vulnerable, even though he may he attacked and killed this person. He comes from a vulnerable population. He has no home. He has no place to stay. He will go anywhere he can and needs to to survive. Right. Um, and so I don't know why. And Kai was like, wait, I was raped and you guys are charging me with murder. And I just I don't know what to make of that. You know, Kai is not a perfect victim, but if he was raped, I think somebody should, you know, pay for they it. They should at least investigate it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At the um, very least. Not saying that that guy deserved to die. I think there's room no. for all of these things. I don't, we raped. don't know actually what happened. Maybe he was raped. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe there was a consensual relationship, mm-hmm. but it was more like sex work. And maybe he got triggered. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah, we I don't think, know what happened. I think he was raped at some point. Yes, I'm he was sure definitely was raped at some guy. point. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think he Good definitely point. was at least once, maybe more. Yeah. I think, I think he was at some point. Yeah, yeah. And I think he was triggered in yes. some way. Yeah. Uh, whether this guy, this guy reminded him of. Yeah. Or yeah. he was raped or it was a consensual relationship through sex work or whatever. He was triggered by yeah. something. Yeah. And he also made his trigger public. Like he did a post about. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, you know, everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. And so he asked the Internet, what would you do? And the comments were like, smash. Um, yeah. And that's what appears that's to have happened to. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the older man. And so they are on to him. They catch him. And the police were talking about the crime scene a lot, how it didn't look like there was any self-defense argument for Kai, like he didn't have any wounds or scratches or, you know, and this guy's really old. So, you know, self-defense was impossible in their eyes. And then at the end, we see Kai in his cell saying kind of what we talked about a little bit is he says he was raped and rape is you're allowed to defend yourself, which he says he did. And he's filed appeals. We also learned about where are they now? Everybody else in the documentary. So uh, Kai's in jail. Jet McBride was guilty, but he ended up in a mental hospital for nine years. Um, wow. And then no narcotics were found on the toxicology report, just marijuana on Jet's toxicology report and Caleb was sentenced to 57 years in a New Jersey jail. His appeal was rejected and he keeps trying to appeal his case. So what are your thoughts, ladies? Go ahead, Minnie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like so conflicted about him because yeah, pretty sure he was traumatized, abused, but that said, it doesn't mean it's okay for him to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think the guy, I mean, maybe something didn't show up on the toxicology, but they don't look for everything. Right. Yeah. Somebody else said yeah. something about maybe they didn't search for something. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. So I think he definitely laced the joint with something and messed with his head. And mm-hmm. I don't know what had happened prior to that. If it was because he was, maybe the guy said something about made a joke, a rape joke or something. And that was enough for him to decide that he needed to 
have some like vigilante justice on him or something. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And so kind of, but, but I mean, I guess the other people were saying that he was using racial slurs and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he was a crappy guy, but again, you know, he doesn't mean you can just go around smashing people, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah so it's complicated. Yeah. It is complicated. Point, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's, I think, the best way I can describe it is it's yeah. complicated. And the documentary sort of made it really black and white or tried to make it black and white that when it's not. we all thought he was this great guy, but actually he killed He's somebody. Not. Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot more nuance. Yeah. And I felt like he had kind of a duality where he would help people. It probably made him feel good to help people. Mm-hmm. But then he had this dark side as well when he would get triggered or something pissed him off or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that, this other side would come out. This other really angry part would come out. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think his background, his father's history of the indigenous schools would have been so, I think it might've changed people's perception yeah, yeah. of him if that was known. Cause I definitely should it. have been part of the documentary. I'm really pissed so that too. it wasn't. How dare they? Yeah. Netflix, you're yeah. fired. <laughs> but yeah, I was I'm glad we picked it because it was everywhere. Uh, yeah. On social media when it first and, came out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was really interesting to watch. But I yeah, did it was a little more Googling yeah. afterwards. And I'm glad we know the things we know. I wish the world did, too. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah. I will say, you know how Beth had a crush on the cousin. Uh (laughs) i've already said that jessup was very yummy but i cannot trust that haircut right right did you have any crushes on anybody no no not a one not a one (laughs) not a one yeah it's just a sad story if you think it's just really sad it is um and god the internet is a terrible place (laughs) yeah yeah i just hate seeing people get thrown away you know Mm -hmm. yeah and And it felt like yeah yeah, he got thrown away Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he did and he learned to get by on performance and charm yeah. Mm-hmm. And even even that speech he made about no matter what you've done, you know, and he again repeated it later. So it was like clearly it was something he on his mind, said something like it one time genuinely and mm-hmm. then got such a positive response out of it that what he learned from that. Oh, if I say this thing, people like me. Yeah. They're oh. nice to me. So, you know, I took um, it as he was trying to convince himself. Right. Uh, I think it's both. I think it's both. I think at the very beginning, he said it Mm -hmm. for that reason. And then um, people liked it. So he kept repeating it. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I think he learned to get by by doing things like that, like just repeating things that in the past worked for him or in the other way as well. Like if something negative happened, then he just kind of went to that, you know. So like Mm -hmm. I think he had trouble actually existing in reality yeah well i mean i just can't imagine what thoughts go through his head when yeah. he puts his head down at night wherever yeah. he yeah can when, find when a the safe... camera's not on him yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, he's mm-hmm. been through a lot i don't yeah. wish whatever he went through on anybody no yeah. um uh-uh. and this is one no. of those where a lot of things can be true at the same time yep. yes um, absolutely so well thanks gals well thank uh, you can we tell people where to find us or um, on the internet what yeah, yeah. We're on the internet google fruit loops uh, <laughs> that, that terrible place called the internet yeah. Ugh, <laughs> thanks y'all for listening and we come back every Thursday with regular true crime episodes and we do our video club once a month. So join us on Patreon where we do all this fun stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Minnie. Thanks, Beth. Thank Thanks, you. Wendy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nighty night, you guys. Bye. Bye. Nighty night. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Oh shit, I lost it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Keep going. These homicide what? detectives are a dime a fucking dozen. I'd say he was 
trash, trash, trash. <laughs> Do the smash, smash, smash. Smash, smash, smash. <laughs> Hit smash, 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 smash. Smash, 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 smash. Smash, smash. And I was like, smash, smash, smash. Yeah. Smash, smash, smash. We're learning syllables today. Okay. Let's just move on. So I don't want to go over to Auntie Shelly's house. Nope. She's lying. You think so? Lying. He was a free spirit. Yeah, except I'm not a filthy, rich, spoiled cock who looks down on everyone. And I was like, my thoughts exactly. God, the internet is a terrible place. I can't wait to tell my therapist about this new breakthrough. <laughs> Double so, rainbow all the way across the sky. There was Whoa, a song. Oh, so, so intense. intense. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in-depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page.